Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen, joined by Joy Zing, and we're talking about the 73rd Annual Emmy Awards. It was last night. Didn't we just do this? We just did this last night, actually this morning, because it's Monday morning now. I think we did it last night after midnight, probably. We did. We, we, we talked about it on the post show if no one watched, which I don't blame you if you just went to bed right after that. <laughs> so. Truly, uh, truly a long, it felt like a long show, let's say. It was a return uh, to traditional award shows. There was an audience and a host and everything felt very normal. And the the like very apparent drag in the middle of the ceremony was back. I felt in like in full force where it was like, oh. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Between it like was actually going along. The first half was going along fine, like the pace. And then it just like hit this ginormous speed bump in the middle. And I think it was truly a mistake. I mean, like all due respect to Debbie Allen, but for them to like put the governor's award on the show, like right in the middle, that, that, that type of stuff like really drags it down. Like she's great. Awesome. Very deserving. Uh, you know, don't play her off, but it, it just like prolonged the ceremony even more. And then the back half was kind of sluggish. <laughs> let's talk about this. So we'll talk about, let's talk about first, just for those who are watching this and somehow didn't watch the Emmys. I don't know why you'd be watching this, but if you yeah. are, uh, <laughs> the crown was the big winner, won 11 awards. Queens Gambit won 11. Also, I believe Ted Lasso won best comedy series. And I think seven yeah. overall, but, but the crown did the full sweep, just like Schitt's Creek. Last year, seven for seven. Crown went seven for seven on the telecast. An incredible, uh, incredible haul for Netflix. Netflix won two uh, of the three big series wins. Those are the first first series wins. First series wins for Netflix. So uh, that was like the narrative. And I think overall, I'm just looking here. Netflix won 44 awards in between the Creative Arts Emmys and the actual Emmys last night, uh, blowing away the competition. Next closest was HBO, HBO Max with 19. So good year for Netflix. Uh, Similar to their kind of their you know, domination over award season in general has, has really been building to this. And and there you go. But let's start talking about the show first. Uh, I thought exactly what you said is right. I think it just drags so much in the middle. And I was trying to think how they could make it better and not drag. And I'm having a tough time coming up with it. I, I don't know. I, I like, I was like Cedric, the entertainer was actually very good host. I think uh, there were not a lot of expectations for him, seemingly positive or negative. People were just like, who's hosting the Emmys? Oh, Cedric the Entertainer. Yeah, he's funny. Uh, sure. 
But, I, you know, it felt like if it's going to be on CBS, maybe you'd expect one of their late night hosts to do it. But he was actually great. I thought super funny. His monologue was really funny. His energy was really great. And even the endless amount of bits that they did, he kind of salvaged with his enthusiasm. Like I thought like a couple of times where I was like, this bit sucks. And then he was actually pretty good. So he was a good host. You had a lot of interesting winners. And but it just was death by the end. Just death. It was such a drag. And I, I don't understand how to fix it. I, I I do think like the turning point was like the governor's award thing in the middle. Cause that's like, whenever there's a tribute, no matter how deserving the person is or how great the person is, it's just, it, it just feels like you just have to like sit through this. And there's, I guess there's no like suspense or anything, right. even though you're just like, you know, you're honoring this person and their achievements, but um, yeah. And like, the weird thing is, is like, they, they added more category. Cause like the, there's two categories that were not originally planned for this, like the variety sketch series. Um, and I think pre-recorded it, it, or yeah, like one of those, or and I think of no, it was in writing, right. I think it was writing for series or something. Oh yeah. So like they added two more awards that they didn't originally have planned for the show on top of like the governor's award. So then, yeah. And then, you know, like they're always more lax in the beginning. We talked about this last night too, like how they let like people um, continue their speeches, like go over like 45 seconds. Um, but then they have to start cutting people off like in the back half. And so that's like a huge issue. And I think like that is a production flaw is that uh, they let, you know, like in the beginning we saw, like it came out of the box really hot. I'd say Hannah Waddingham, a great speech. Everybody was so great excited energy. Yeah. And you had uh, Brett Goldstein, another great speech, super excited that he won big moments for Ted Lasso. And it was like, oh, and those speeches were kind of like rough around the edges in that they weren't like you didn't feel like they were on a time limit. Right. They were just going and then they were done. And then you get to like, I mean, we talked about this just before we recorded Scott Frank going three minutes, getting played off three times. Uh, not the not the moment for that, let's say. But he was not the only one to get played off. They were playing off Gene Smart. They played off Stephen Colbert. And he like kind of pushed back. If you're playing off like the major winners in the back half of the show, that's like a huge issue with your show, right? Like we, in theory, you save those awards at the end because they're like the biggest moments of the show. And to rush through those, to not have any clips for the best actress nominees, right? For, uh, for drama actress, but then they did drama actor. They did like quick. They, they always do that. Like the men, the men always went out. It's just, it's like, it's such, that is such an obvious thing that like you would think somebody would have flagged as like, this is problematic and to have it not flagged. And then just why not cut out all the clips then? Or it, it just was so haphazard by the end. I'm just like, I don't, I don't understand. Like doing that Mike Pence. I still don't get that bit. Oh, the I, was like, thing, I, I was like, what is happening? And like, I come I completely forgot this even happened last year. I'm like, this is so old and dated. <laughs> the Cedric, that bit. And I thought the Cedric, the entertainer talking to his lovely co-stars from the neighborhood, a show that probably a lot of people don't watch. So I understand why they want to have like, you know, it's on CBS, the promo, but it's know. just like throw that promo in a commercial break. It, that, that's a commercial for the neighborhood, not the Emmys. They could have just done that as like a bit in the, in the actual commercial like done a promo or something I, I just was like time and again that show just kept getting like shooting itself in the foot and then like we kind of said like nothing can compare to the anti-climax of the academy awards this year the pinnacle of award show anti-climax with uh anthony hopkins winning over chadwick boseman not even being there to accept the oscar and then just that's it it's show over an incredible moment that i think will 
actually have slept on how uncomfortable it was. It was just such like a shameless, avoidable, like tactical error, like so truly insane that they switched to order like that. Like, but truly is, but then I'm looking at this show and I'm like, okay, the last three awards they did bang, bang, bang were the series awards. Right. You had the crown, I think first wasn't drama series first and then comedy Mm -hmm. and limited. It it was, no, it was a comedy drama and limited. That's how they ended the show. So, okay. You have the comedy win. It's Ted Lasso. Everybody's in that room. You get the whole cast up on stage. I thought that was like pretty nice. Bill Lawrence does the speech, a very fine speech, quick and gets it off. People love Ted Lasso. It was a nice moment. Then they do the crown. Uh, I love that they had the satellite like venue for the crown. I wanted to be at the London party. I don't know about you. <laughs> the London party was awesome. I thought everybody there was just absolutely turned up every time. I mean, it was like 4 a.m. there by that point. Like they were sloshed. I love how Peter Morgan's like some of the people I need to thank aren't here. But it's like, you know, Olivia Coleman, she's like done. You know, she, she's not going to work tomorrow. Like it was. I thought that was a really great whole thing. I thought that was the way they did. That was awesome. I actually felt bad for Josh O'Connor being. I like, know oh, he was an L.A. Totally stiff to be in LA, but maybe kind of fit for his character and I think his performance. But he's a lovely man in real life. That's why I think he won because he's actually so nice or seemingly, I don't know him personally. He might, you know, he seems very nice. And I think he plays Charles like such a D uh, that it's just like in great like character turn because I don't think he's a lot like, he's not very much like Charles, it it seems. Charles Um, should thank him for playing him on the crown. (laughs) Truly. Uh, so that was a good, I thought that was a good moment. And then you end with Queen's Gambit winning over Mayor of Town, And I loved Queen's Gambit. We talked about this a lot. Having the producer of Queen's Gambit give like a C minus speech, if I'm being generous at the end there. And that's how the show ends. I don't, I, there's gotta be a better way to end these shows. There's gotta be a better way than having the producer of the show that everybody liked talk who nobody knows from a general audience perspective, talking about their show. I, I don't know what it is, but I was like, boy, that's a real anticlimax to go out with that. I was just like, this is, a, this is not I, I great. Like, I mean, obviously like you expect a producer to accept yes. that award and you know, it's not his fault. He's not like a big name producer or anything, No, but I think like those, like that's, it's fine if like the speech is good and memorable, but I think it's, it was memorable for the wrong reasons. Like his stuff about like Anya, like making sex, like uh, bringing sexy back to chess and like everything like that. That was a, that was a real cringe. Uh, me, yeah, uh, no. And then that was like, like following Scott Frank's speech. So like both Queen's uh, Gambit speeches were not great, Bob. And I also wonder if like Scott was going to accept um, for series, but then he decided not to after how things went for his well, I was trying to, I was trying to think of that. Scott's speech reminded me a little of, I, I love Scott Frank so much as a creative talent. He's like an incredible screenwriter and I love Queen's Gambit, but I was like, he he's not the most uh what's the word not very theatrical so even if i think if he had like the same speech but had like a little better uh i don't know performance of that speech it maybe would have gone over better it reminded me a little of like aaron sorkin when he won at the globes for uh screen he won screenwriting oh well he just he just read off his like directing speech and he read off his directing speech and it was he knew he seemingly knew it was the only time he was ever going to get to talk throughout award season for yeah. Chicago seven. So he put everything he wanted in that speech. It was a very gracious speech. It went very long, but he thanked all the nominees. He made a specific point to thank like Emerald Fennel and uh, Regina King and Chloe Zhao. 
Uh, I thought it was like a good speech. It was so overblown though. And very Sorkin-y, but he's like a good performer, Aaron Sorkin, you know, he's like very theatrical and he like very conversational and it like worked. And I thought Scott Frank needed that Aaron Sorkin pizzazz maybe. To yeah. Make it like work. Scott, Scott doesn't really like do these type of things. Like I don't no. think he accepted anything like during the winter for cleaning. No. Game, but I think I it think was the other producer, like William Horberg, who I think accepted it last and, night. So, and if you look at like, yeah. if you read his speech, I was like, he gives a really nice tribute to Moses Ingram, who is like really good on the show and like a surprise nominee. I thought what he said about like Andy Taylor Joy was actually pretty good. He like very much praised Bill Camp. Like he did a lot of nice things in the speech. And I think if you read it online, you'd be like, this is not bad, but just the the presentation. It, it was just like the tone. It felt very contentious. Yes. It's like we were like we were saying before, like the same thing happened to Colbert. Like he went long too, but like the mood and the feel of it was not as tense. Yeah. It was very antagonistic. I think you're yeah. right about that. But like th- that gets to the point though, is like, I-, I guess like, I don't know if you're the Emmys, like how are you immediately? I mean, you can't, you can't predict like how these people are going to deliver their speeches. That's the thing. Yeah. I guess you just, you just don't know. You don't know, but I'm like, they had to know they were running out of time and to have like all of those speeches built into the end of the show. Plus an in memoriam. I just, I'm like, where could they have cut? Like, did they really need some of the stuff in the beginning? Like, and how did they not in the rehearsals? Like, how do they not plan for that? And maybe they do. And I'm not giving them enough credit. And it's just like live television. It is what it is. But I was just like, wow, it's just like, it's such a shame to see like Gene Smart, like Gene Smart getting rushed off. I thought was pretty rough too, because like she started out like so emotional, obviously, because her husband had passed away and like everybody was so thrilled like that. I think that and Michaela Cole were like the two most enthusiastic they, wins. That, that crowd picked the the best categories to uh, give standing O's for Gene Smart, Michaela Cole and Kate Winslet. So like those are like really enthusiastic wins. I, I And I was like, I just can't believe you're playing off Gene Smart. I, I just was like, this yeah. is like that was a bad sign. And that was even early because it was like. I don't know, 10 probably like they still like an, a long time to go. Like comedy actress was not like a last. I mean, thing. like they knew they were running long because it's like they knew how many categories they had oh, left boy. in memoriam. So and then yeah. I'm like, oh, and you're right. Like they switched some of the things and I'm like, oh, I should have seen like, you know, I had picked you. We could talk about like the actual winners here. I had picked the uh, the Biden inauguration the whole time. It was like a favorite. Among I mean, I think we all had that. <laughs> we all had it in there. But then I was like the fact that they aired that on the main broadcast and they flew Stephen Colbert out. No kidding that that like not not that it's rigged not to go like, uh, you know, uh, former president here. But I'm like, of course, they will. Uh, Stephen Colbert won that award. And like, I should have just picked him from the beginning. It's a CBS broadcast. He's like the main CBS guy. And it was like this a is your, your conspiracy theory now. <laughs> not to go too conspiracy, but I'm going to go a little bit. I'm a little bit. conspiracy. I mean, I'm to like, be fair, he also presented. He also presented, but I was like, yeah, no kidding. He's there. And I'm like, not surprised that he won. And I'm like, no wonder they put that later in the show, that award, because I was like, that one, you think there's one that maybe they would throw off in the beginning. I guess they kind of maybe did like a little bit, like the Oscars did on. It, 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 did, it, it felt like they uh, backloaded um, like the last act um, with all the program uh, winners, except for, I think the only program winner that was not in the back half was the competition program, which is fine. Cause like, you know, whatever, um, right. RuPaul, congratulations. <laughs> so, but like everything else, it was like back to back. It was like both varieties. Um, and then like all like the, the series. series. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's I don't strange. Know. Should, should we talk about winners? I feel like we spent so long on the show. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. So the show is, I, I would, I mean, what would you grade the show as we wrap up the show? It's, I mean, 
probably, I don't know, maybe like a B minus or something. That's being generous, I think. I, I'd say like a B minus. It felt like a normal like show in like a non-pandemic year, I guess. You know, it, it even like, we, were yeah. both, we were like talking last night. We were like, yeah, you know, it's still like that room feels very small. Like Seth is right. <laughs> like Seth Rogen. Yeah, it, it uh, felt like a regular show. I would say like the show itself was like a B minus C plus. I thought Cedric the Entertainer was like almost a B plus. He was, he was really funny. I thought his monologue was yeah. like really good. And uh, I would like to see him, hopefully they let him do like more uh, award shows. I think he'd be he'll, like- really He'll host great. the Grammys next year. <laughs> he could, he would definitely be a funny Grammy host. I was like, what if he, I mean, I could see him doing a great job at the Tonys, honestly, because I think he's like a natural performer. In, in two weeks. <laughs> well, not- The Tonys this still Tonys. haven't happened yet. I know. But next, next, next time there's a Tonys, I could see him doing like a fun job. Uh, no, I thought he was quite good. Um, all right. So the winners, Joyce. So uh, you, uh, I want you to, you to brag a little, you were, you, you predicted so well. Uh, I think you were like one of the I, top. I don't even know how. <laughs> Apparently, like I am like tied in first. I think so. Like in what terms you get, of like, like the category. Yeah. There's someone, there's a user. I'm sorry. I don't remember your username, but there, there are two like users ahead of me, like in terms of points, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but um, I, I would just like to thank um hacks for winning directing and writing um and uh kate winslet i like i said last night i did not dump her after last week after queen's gambit dominated creative arts i i stuck with her and she came through um yeah i don't really like nothing else i really predicted was like that out there i don't think um like I, I didn't predict the full crown sweep. I did switch to MJ yesterday, which was a wash from Emma. So, you know, it didn't matter. Um, but uh, Olivia Coleman, queen of upsets, she did it again. <laughs> so yeah, let's start there with the crown. I guess uh, Olivia Coleman winning was definitely a surprise. I had her like fifth, yeah. honestly, I think, or fourth. I, I think had her, I had her fourth. I had her yeah. behind Elizabeth Moss and MJ Rodriguez. And Emma Corrin, who I had winning. I think I said this last night. So if you, but I, I, I feel like we certainly, I, I want to speak for you. I overestimated how much the television Academy would have uh, warmed or was interested in the Diana part of the crown, because that for me was like the part I really loved this season. And I kind of felt like that her Emma Corrin and Josh O'Connor and the fairy tale episode, which lost in, uh, was that directing right for war uh, all of those would win based on that. And clearly the television Academy did not agree with that stance because uh, Olivia Coleman won and war won over fairy tale for writing or, or for directing, excuse me. So I think that was where I misstepped on the crown. Yeah. And I, I said this last night too, but I, we have to give props to Matt Noble, um, one of our contributors who did predict Olivia. And last week during like creative arts, he was telling us like not to dismiss her, not, not to write her off. And I was like, initially I was like, no, it was going to be anyone from the crown is Emma. But then like during like the past week, I was like thinking about it. And I was like, you know, he's right. Like, like not only is she like, you know, playing the queen, the crown itself, you know, but like we don't really know how much stronger Emma is than Olivia because we're just assuming that she's blowing out Olivia at, at all these other award shows in the, in the vote total, but none of them except SAG was an industry award mm-hmm. and they both lost that to Jillian Anderson. So it's like, we don't know how 
like how they stack up against each other. Like who would have won if Jillian weren't there or if SAG had lead and supporting categories, you know? And then the Globes, like Emma always felt like a very Globesy winner and the Globes already awarded Olivia last year. So, and they rarely go back to back. Mm -hmm. Um, So that wasn't a surprise. And then, you know, Critics' Choice, just check off whatever the Globes award. So it's, it's, it's like, we don't really know, like, like she like Emma, like, like how much people liked her, like uh, preferred her to Olivia. And we should have taken Claire Foy winning guest last week for reading a speech for two minutes as a sign that maybe like people just really love whoever plays Queen Elizabeth, which yes. is good news for Imelda Staunton, who will probably not win for season five, but season six. <laughs> like, I was thinking that and I was like, the only news. problem with Imelda Staunton is I think the name rec- like, I feel like Claire Foy was like a new, uh, like a newcomer when she played uh, mm-hmm. Elizabeth and people like exploded onto her, like, and she became like a big thing. And obviously Olivia Coleman is Olivia Coleman and Imelda Staunton. I still think it's like a character actor who maybe would need, like, I could see in an Emmy race against like a higher profile contender, maybe not pulling it out, but who knows? I mean, maybe you're right. Like for season six, the final time she'll have a lot of great stuff in the letter and she'll win. That's like, that'll be like three or four years from now though. So we can still that'll be, be about so like crown is missing next year. So like season five will be 2023. So maybe someone else will, maybe, maybe Elizabeth Debicki will win for season five. Well, I was thinking yeah. she seems like the one who would win because she's a bigger, I mean, no offense to Emma Corrin, but obviously Elizabeth Debicki is like a major star and to have her playing Princess Diana in the next season leads me to believe that most of that season is going to be focused on Princess Diana. Like you wouldn't just cast Elizabeth Yeah, because it's, it's the 90s and then right. they're going to cover her death right. at some point. So. so like Elizabeth Debicki wins for season five and then like Imelda Staunton for season six or something. I mean. Yeah. And then, you know, they'll they'll bring back like Olivia Coleman to read a speech in season six. And she'll oh, yeah. Us. She'll definitely yeah. get another <laughs> Emmy probably. Um, so, yeah, that was like a big one. And you're right. Like I was like, oh, I just discounted her the whole time. But it was silly to think that. I don't know. I, I was like, I really thought if anybody else was going to win to be MJ Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah, but, well, I went to MJ because of that, because I was like, maybe like Emma and Olivia will both split between right. themselves. I'd say but one I thing we like, could, one yeah. thing about this that I think is like, a, I think the idea of vote splitting maybe is like antiquated or we overestimated that because we saw it. It just, time it and just again. depends on the case. Yeah, but time and again, this ceremony, we saw that didn't matter. I mean, it did It did to Ted in writing and directing. <laughs> it maybe did to Ted in writing and directing, but I'm like, it didn't matter to the crown in, in directing for drama. It didn't matter for um, Olivia. It didn't matter for Brett Goldstein. It didn't matter for technically Hannah Waddingham. I'm like, it, like time and again, we saw like these people overcome votes. Yeah, it just, it just depends on like each race. Cause that like, I mean, Hannah was winning no matter what. Cause I think it's like some cases like that, it's just like super obvious when there's just one, like standout um, performance or whatever episode between the multiple nominees. And I think, you know, we talked about this last night as well, like Brett Goldstein, like initially we were all like, there's no way a Ted guy's winning because there's four of them in there. Like they can't overcome that. But then season two came around and then it's just a showcase for Roy Kent. And he had like two major episodes during voting. And then, you know, you and I both switched to him. Yeah, we were on him because of that. And I'll be curious to yeah. see how, I'll be curious to see what happens with Ted Lasso. We could, I mean, not to jump ahead of what we're talking about, because we still have to talk about like Mayor and all these other things, but just briefly on Ted Lasso for season two for next year's Emmys, I'll be curious to see how the show performs and what is its competition next year in a comedy series. Like if Brett is win, like does Brett win again for the same basic, like if we're arguing that like he's, 
season two performance helped him win season one. Got got who knows what happened in season three, but like assuming season three airs similarly, like during Emmy's voting next year, I guess maybe that helps him. Do these or is this like the time for them and that's it? Like this is like peak Ted Lasso, and like maybe next year it'll maybe win comedy series and probably Jason again because I can't imagine there's like even if like another show comes up, like he feels like the type of actor who's going to win like multiple awards for this. Maybe the rest of them don't get carried up with the with the show. I don't know. Like maybe this was the time to get them. I I, I do. I I feel like it it could have. I mean, it didn't. I wouldn't say it it peaked since it didn't like sweep everything like the crown did you know like it still lost like writing directing it it, it put in like a a, a veep performance because that happened to veep like its last two times out like in one series and um like for julia but it it lost like writing and directing um like i i it'll definitely be more competition next year like assuming that like alana and like barrier back but again like you know both of those leads have won acting already so i could see them like going with Jason again and then maybe be done with him um, like before season three, like if there was like a, you know, a new show there. So I don't know. Um, you know, like I mean, based on this back. season, like I feel like he could actually, he maybe has a better case to win this season than he does for season one. Cause he's actually had to do more like with like the drama and stuff, but we'll see. Like you said, like Barry and Atlanta could be like, transformative performances for yeah, those or, or my like my favorite comedy only murders in the building so like steve martin steve martin would be amazing we love him uh he's so good on that show so that's already shaping up to be a great great category we have like four potential nominees right there all of which are better than jason's competition this year no offense to the nominees but that was like a real blowout category uh yeah like we like never talked about that category um Let's yeah, talk about, so you had the, your, in your picks, you had, uh, you were, you stayed, the thing I loved about your picks is you stayed strong on hacks and mayor and they won where they needed to win. And I guess I like, I'm like, I like <laughs> bailed on both of those hard. I bailed on, uh, hacks for Ted Lasso and I bailed on mayor for Queens Gambit almost across the board. Um, but yeah, that was great stuff. I think, uh, yeah, talk like, you know, talk about, take a moment to, to bask in the glory of hacks and, and mayor. I am right. And you're wrong. That's yes. all that comes you are, as, to quote Kate yeah. Linslet, you are the winner. I am the winner. No, I mean, I, you know, like if anyone's like, like watched our previous, like, or listened to our previous slugfests or like read our columns, like I, I've, I've been like staunchly on like hacks for writing, um, just cause I, I felt like um Ted would vote split just because I you know like I think in our odds like the pilot was like overwhelmingly in first place but then I was like you know everyone agrees like make Rebecca great again is like the better episode so then it's just like how I I just couldn't see it overcoming itself and like hacks is about writing um so I stuck with that and then for directing I initially had flight attendant which won DGA and also because I was like hope picking it because I was like, I want it to win something. And then, but then I was like, no, I don't think it's going to win. Like, you know, what usually happens when there are in directing, we've seen it time and time again, it happened to V, it happened to Game of Thrones, um, OJ, uh, Watchmen last year when there are three nominees for one show they vote split. And then the winner is usually the next strongest show, which in this case was hacks, even though I, 
you know, like flight attendant has the show we are directing, like, and, you know, the directing in both Ted and Hacks, like, is fine, you know, like we've talked about this before, but like Hacks is clearly like the series runner up here. So I, I just went with that. And then, yeah, Mayor, I, I stuck with it. I wish I stuck with Julianne though. Cause I, I went to Julianne in May and then I went back to Catherine after, um, nominations cause WandaVision got 23. Um, and I did like kind of think about going back to her, but then I was like Mayor winning three and then like not winning series. Cause I knew like Queens was going to win series after it dominated tax. Cause everyone votes for program awards. Um, but then that's exactly what it did. It went three for three in acting <laughs> and it Dude. didn't win series. Um, but yeah, like, I just felt like that was just a much more actor friendly show. And like I said last week, you know, we don't know how the actors branch feels about the limited series categories. Cause there is no limited guest categories. So this was their first say last night. Um, and as soon as Julianne won, I felt really good about Evan Peters and really good about Kate Winslet. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like a couple of things. So I was like, oh, you know, like thinking of Queen's Gambit like last week, I had like so I had Evan Peters the whole time and I switched to Thomas Rody Sangstrid last week because I was like, oh, Queen's Gambit's going to win everything. And obviously I had Catherine uh, the uh, Catherine Hahn. So I was not like I'm not broken up that I missed that one because I just had her winning the whole time. And then Anya and Kate, I probably switched like 50 times. I ended up on Anya and she lost. But um, the reason I went to Thomas Brody Sangster and then I was like, oh, is because like, if we think about it, like nobody predicted him to get nominated. Nobody predicted Moses Ingram to get nominated. We had Mariel Heller and Bill Camp, right? In those spots. And like, we're expecting them maybe to win even, right? Like Mariel Heller was like- before Oh, like Bill Camp for sure. Yeah. Bill Camp for sure. And Mariel Heller was like running two- behind Catherine Hahn going into the nominations and we were like surprised that they weren't nominated. And then going after the creative arts, I was like, Oh, the reason I talked myself into Thomas Brody Sangster, I was like, well, he shouldn't have even really gotten nominated. So the fact that he got nominated to me means that maybe he's going to win because there was a lot of enthusiasm for him. But I actually think in hindsight, what it means is that the actors didn't really warm to that show. They, right? they didn't like care. Moses Ingram and, and Thomas Brody <laughs> Sangster ended up like getting nominated against the better known performers from that show or the better, but, you know, bigger names from that show, uh, like Bill Camp and Meryl Heller. I'm just like, oh, like that, they didn't really, the actors were not into that show as much, right? Like, cause I think Bill Camp and Meryl Heller would have been nominated if they were. I mean, there was like five Hamilton actors nominated, you know what I mean? It's just as like, so clearly Mayor of Easton was much more of the performing the actors showcase show and actually four of its stars won last night. Right. Cause Jean obviously won mm-hmm. not for Mayor of Easttown, but she won for hacks. So that's like, you know, that's an incredibly talented cast. And I think that really helped them win. So like that was one thing. And then the other thing is that like, wow, if uh, Catherine Hahn can't win for WandaVision, good luck. Any of the other Marvel, uh, act- oh, um, yeah. Like, not the, a great sign. The genre bias is still real. Like they, like, be, like Mando as well, Mandalorian, like they can win, like they can get nominations and win like below the line and stuff, but like above the line is still tough for them. Yeah. I, it was like, I, you know, like we talked about Paul Bettany and I was like, that was like the strangest category. And like, he was a very, unfortunately weak front runner because like he was, he was the Jeremy irons this year, basically except one division didn't win series. Right. So, so it was like, like the most nominated show. 
Right. And it's like, okay, like, you know, like we kind of ended up on him by default. If Ethan Hawke had been nominated, I'm sure we all would have picked Ethan Hawke. And it's like, okay, there's WandaVision. He had the, but like the fact that he lost to, to you, McGregor is, is, is strange. But I was like the Catherine Hahn one, I was like, oh, if he's, she's not going to win. Yeah. Forget it. I'm like, I don't know. So Loki, Tom Hiddleston, I would not, uh, not bank on next year, even though I think he could get nominated still. Um, and who knows about Hawkeye? But I was like, oh, that's rough. It's a rough guy. I'm me. very, very excited for Hawkeye. I, I love a good like Christmas, like caper style show. Like this is Marvel's Die Hard, but. Um, Can't wait. I just wish they would have gotten like Shane Black to write it. I, I know. Uh, you know, whatever. Like, whatever. yeah, like Paul, like that was, I mean, that was an open category. And I, I mean, like I just stuck with Paul because I had him since March and then like Ethan wasn't around. But I think this just confirmed that had Ethan made it, he would have won. Cause it's like, there was no passion behind any of these guys, which I think we, we, we knew. Cause it's just like, they're like, I mean, like I love Paul Bettany. I thought he was great. Um, in one division and I would have been very happy had he won. Like he did the comedic bits like really well, but he was still like overall in the general consensus. He was like the third most raved part about that show after Elizabeth and Catherine, you know? Yeah. So and then, yeah, like the other nominees, you have like Dummel Hamilton, Hugh Grant, your guy and Ewan. And I think it, I, I feel like they just like looked at, oh, like your McGregor's playing Halston and like maybe they saw some pictures like like that show, like barely made a blip on the radar. Like, no we, like <laughs> we've talked it about just, it. I was like, it's yeah. actually not bad. Like, I, I think I'm one of the few people who actually watched it. Uh, including it, like, came and went, and in, then including Emmy voters. <laughs> yeah, and that like it couldn't even win costumes for a show about a costume designer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I, I feel like maybe ironically, Mark Ruffalo started a trend against his fellow Avenger last year because like now it's, you have two guys in a row winning for shows that like basically no one saw. <laughs> like exactly, you and one is very strange, and like yeah, like I I just was like. I don't know. So I don't know. So maybe was, maybe it's like makeup for Fargo. I don't know, but I mean, you could still make it up to Hugh Grant for a very English scandal. So I, I still think you should have won. I'm going to go down with that ship. He was great. On, uh, I the still un- think Paul should have won. So the undoing <laughs> from 50 years ago. Uh, another. Uh, um, so those are those are big winners. So yeah, like, and then I guess do we want to talk about any other winners here? Like, what about? Like, um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, what else was there? Oh, I guess like the an awkward moment was just, you know, Kerry Washington's like tribute to Michael K. Williams and then Tobias Menzies one. So let me ask you this, not to go again too down the the conspiracy rabbit hole, but uh, I was like, I wonder if they knew if she, like, it felt like you wouldn't have done that tribute if he was going to win. Like when she started doing that in my head, I was like, he's not going to win this because like, they wouldn't have like done that. I, I don't think. I think like, they were going to do that regardless. I like, I, I do believe that like no one except like the accountants or, you know, whoever tallies. Yes, it's true. That's no, true. I, I believe that. Okay. I don't think the producers or Carrie knew what was in the envelope, but I think they wanted to have their bases covered. In well, case I mean, that actually is probably, yeah, that's true. probably true. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. and yeah, I think, I think, you know, I mean, I know like, you know, like the, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking, like a lot of like the hit pieces today are about like how zero actors of color won last night. Um, and yeah, like this was probably like the only, like my thing about that is like, I, 
like, yes, like that's true. And yeah, it sucks, but I, it's also kind of just like clickbaity, like headlines for like people who don't follow this stuff to read it out of context, you know, cause that's something you could get outrage about easily. But when you think about it, like, you know, when you look at all the acting categories, that's like really the only one that like a person of color would have won was this like for Michael K. Williams. And we've always, or, or even like Giancarlo Esposito or OT um, like that category is still the only one without a black winner. Um, and we've, we've talked about like how like Michael K. Williams was the front runner, but it kind of felt like he was the default front runner and like someone else could easily win. We talked about like how Tobias could get caught up in the sweep, which he did, you know, and like you had him for forever. And then like, I mean, and then you dropped him. Yeah. And then like the other cat, like, like Olivia, like, like MJ was never like the perceived front runner, you know, like it was like Olivia beating Emma. (laughs) So yeah, I don't know. Like it's tough, but I'll also say like last week, you know, like the only white performer to win was Claire Foy. So Exactly. So like, uh, yeah, the creative arts Emmys, three of the four act, guest acting nominees were, were black actors. Right. And then also the short form were also black as mm-hmm. JBC. And then you count like, like voiceover for Maya. Right. And then like Sterling for narrator. Yeah. But on the main, the main show, obviously only white, uh, winners from acting standpoint and all the shows were largely white casts, right? Like the crown Ted Lasso, mm-hmm. Mayor Town, and Queens Gambit are, you know, almost overwhelmingly white. Uh, certainly, you know, Ted Lasso and the the Queen's Gambit has some actors of color in it, but the other one's not really at all. Um, so that was tough. But like you said, like, I mean, Michael K. Williams was really the only of those winners that was like a surprise, but we had talked about it a lot as like a potential upset anyway. And I think the fact that Lovecraft Country really was soft as a nominee and was canceled ended up, uh, you know, hurting his his candidacy, it, it does end up being like Tobias kind of felt like he got s- swept up in a sweep in that category. Yeah. I, w- when did you drop him? This week, I switched back to Michael after the creative. The reason I switched after the Creative Arts Emmys was while uh, Lovecraft Country. I mean, excuse me, while The Crown did really well and like I expected it to do well, the fact that Courtney B. Vance won Guest Actor. Um, for Lovecraft Country, I was like, oh, like people are paying attention to that show more than I thought. And, you know, that it won one acting award. I was like, oh, Michael K. Williams feels like an obvious win then. Yeah, that was also partially why I switched to him, even though I was not confident about it at all. Like I had Giancarlo this entire time, which right, you you did. Know, I would have gotten wrong anyway. So but it was like at, at a point I was just like, I'm going to switch to Michael K. Williams um, because I don't know who else would win if it's not him at, right now, you know, like, and like Lovecraft did win an acting award and it turned out it was just Tobias Menzies. So we end up here. Let's like talk about this. The, the four big shows then from last night that basically if you never watch TV and you put on the Emmys last night, you think the only four shows on TV are the crown Ted Lasso, Queens Gambit and Mayor of Town. And uh, that seems like a problem, I would say. I don't know how to fix it, but I think we've seen in last year with Shit's Creek dominating, you're basically seeing like them just the television kind of being like, we're just going to check off. So like the crown, like, you know, Tobias Menzies and Joshua Connor were maybe the weakest ones in that arguably, right? Like you could, we could have made the case for Billy Porter too to win best actor, but like 
they were obvious winners then in hindsight. And just like, of course, and the crown, like you said, won seven for seven. Ted Lasso won a ton, even with the hacks win sprinkled in, it still won three of the four acting categories and best series. Mayor of Easttown won three of the four acting categories and Queens Gambit won series. So I'm like, is there a way to fix this? Or is that, that just it? That's how we do this now that, you know, you're not going to get, you're just going to get people focusing on sweeps. And I say this, very excited about the potential for succession doing this next year at the Emmys. Yeah, because it, it did not sweep last year. And I think it could this year, right? Basically. Just yeah, like- I don't I don't think it's really hit its sweet spot yet with like acting because that was like the big thing because it didn't get any acting nominations last. I mean, we'll talk, we can talk about this later. But no, yeah, like we are um, like in a sweep era under this like current system where everyone can vote. Like you can vote in, within your branch for your branch uh, nominees and winners and then everyone votes for um, the program award. So it's a popular vote. So we've seen that bear out. And I think like, as we get deeper and deeper into the system, um, we're seeing more and more sweeps. And I, right now, I don't know how much of that is laziness, um, like versus passion versus like COVID. Cause I feel like COVID, you know, made everyone like obviously like you're quarantining and you're like binging shows. So we know like people watch Queen's Game and we know they watch Ted Lasso. We know they watch The Crown. We know they watch Mare. And yeah, like it's like, I mean, I guess it's better that like, I mean, we were joking last week about like, they're going to act like there's only three shows on the air. So they acted like there's four. <laughs> Basically. I mean, even hacks, you can say it's like five, um, but still a very low amount. And I, I do think there is genuine passion for these shows like because there are people love these shows like at least one of them you know like and i understand them voting for it but i guess it's just like the like like for for like acting i guess because like they can vote for more at the main ceremony like like for like the crown it's like it did feel like overkill for like tobias menzies <laughs> to get caught up in that it's like do you really love the crown that much to vote I'm sure there are people who voted for the crown in all four categories, you know? And yeah, yeah so I, I don't know. And I, I do feel like because there are so many shows on the air now and so many options and streaming services, like people watch fewer shows than ever. Like I definitely watch fewer shows than I did even like two years ago. I don't know about you. That's like it's actually just like, very, that's a very astute You point. just don't it's have time. Very, there's yeah. very funny that there's more shows than ever and more ways to watch things than ever. And we watch less than probably ever before. Yeah. Because like you're not going to search stuff out. There's too much. It's overwhelming. And then you're just like, well, everybody likes the crown. So I'll watch that. And mm-hmm. everybody likes this. You know, I think, I think the limited series have like a leg up because there's a limit because of the, the it's inherent in the title uh, limited. You don't have to think about, okay. Oh, yeah. watch so many people are five, like, you know? I don't want to watch this unless like, I know it's getting another season, you know? Right. So like for like Mayor of Easttown and Queens Gambit and, you know, I may destroy you even. It's just like these, I can watch these. They're like long, long movies basically. And like, I don't have to like commit multiple years of my life to this. Ted Lasso is a comedy. So is hacks. I think there's like a comfort food aspect to those kind of shows. And then the crown is honestly like a limited series because they just keep like rebooting it. And there's always like, you know, it comes out every couple of years. It doesn't feel like a regular series per se compared to like a, this is us where you're like, I'm watching 24 episodes Every year. And I was like, like, what year are we in? Like, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I guess I just don't know how to fix it. I'm like, they tried obviously with like a, the, the nominees list is so broad, like very broad now, right? Like you're going to have like 
six, seven, eight nominees and like it's, some it's an unlimited nominating ballot, which I think is also an issue. I think that's how we got like all those Hamilton acting nominees, which also, by the way, when they were still showing clips, like they look so out of place next to like the narrative acting clips. Very strange. I, I think that whole cat, that kind of stuff needs to be rectified. I feel like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know but I, I feel like, like Hamilton benefited from the unlimited ballots. Cause it's like, Oh, like, yeah, like we, like I, it's like, you know, I really love like Mayor, I'll vote for like Evan Peters. Oh, like, oh, Thomas Brody Sangster. He had a lot of scenes with Anya, I'll vote for him. And then I really like, I made a story use of Papa. And then like, oh, like you, they, they could stop right there nominating people, but it's like, I can nominate more. Like what else did I like, but not love? And it's like Hamilton. Right. And what yeah. are the things I saw? Like, you know, if you think about yeah, like, exactly. you were just saying like, everybody watched Hamilton. So like, that's like an obvious one that they're going to be like, Oh, everyone watches SNL or at least sees the clips the next day. Right. So it's like, there's like, you're really kind of, I don't know. It's just like, I feels like if the show is not in the, in the zeitgeist and like, it's not on like a major, major platform that people are just putting or there's no the like word of mouth, like there was for like Queens and mayor, you know, or Ted. Right. It's, like, it's just like, it's a tough it just feels tough. And I'll be curious to see next year. So let's talk a little about next year. Next year, I think is going to be like an overload in Emmys because like you said, like a lot of stuff didn't come on this last year. And yeah. Cause this was the real pandemic Emmys. Cause last Emmys, like it was still stuff that was filmed before COVID, you know? So it's like, you really don't have a lot. And like, even like crown was filmed before COVID, right? Like crown just aired mm, last yeah. year, but like, it was like not the crown season four was one of the shows we knew was definitely going to air like when COVID started. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I guess I'm just like next year you're going to have success. There's just like a ton. I, I mean, like there's going to be a lot, a lot of shows. I mean, I guess right now people are like succession, Ted Lasso again, like Ozark will be back white Lotus for limited series. Yeah. Um, you know, who knows what else sex in the city reboot. I mean, like, I, I mean, know. the morning show just dropped. It's going to get a ton of acting nominations. It, it I, I don't know if it will get in for series just like it did in last time, but I, I, yeah, like I feel like the, love that show. Yeah, I, I could see that getting a lot too. And um, I don't know. I just, I'm like, this is going to be a very, very crowded Emmys next year. And I'll be curious to see if they're just like, here's six nominees from succession, you know, like here are the, the supporting actor in category is Greg and Tom and Roman and, you know, just like go down the line. I know. I mean, it could be Ace Cars if he's in more than half the episode. <laughs> I mean, literally, you could have like five succession Emmy. I mean, I mean it could it could year. totally happen. I mean, we've seen that they do that. You know, they've done that with like Game of Thrones and like this year, like supporting actresses like Handmaids on the Crown, basically. You know, so you could have that with Succession, and then you're already just like mopping off like a ton of other worthy contenders, probably because it's like, well, here's all Succession guys. I mean, I don't know. It's just like, do you? Is there a world like? I think I saw Daniel and Marcus talking about this. Our our pals were like, is there a jury system for this that can fix it? Is there a I mean, so I, I'm like one of like the few people who really love the tape system, the old system, because mm-hmm. it forced people to do their homework, even though it's like, it was like small panels. Um, and you know, there, it, it, it provided a lot of surprises and also like very deserving winners. Like, I don't think someone like Margot Martindale would have won for Justify 10 years ago without the tape system. Mm-hmm. It's like people were forced to watch it and but, you know, at the same time, you know, like certain performances and material perform better under that system. Like, that's the reason why, like, Jim Parsons won four Emmys and Steve Carell didn't. Like, I, like Steve Carell, had he competed under the current system, definitely would have won an Emmy for The Office, you know? So, 
Yeah. So there are pros and cons to both. And I'm just, I guess, like, is there like a happy medium? Because I guess we could bring this back to like um, the guest categories as well, which we know they do not care about, like at all. You know, like people were so mad about like Claire Foy last week. And I think even if they stick with the popular vote for like the main acting categories, I feel like they could still bring back the jury system or something like a panel for the guest categories. Cause we know like they do not care. <laughs> like, I mean, I think that could be good. The other things I'm wondering, these are wild out of the box. You're going to just like laugh in my face ideas. The two things I would say is, do you make the shows have a limit on the amount of people they can submit? And that is there like only like, I mean, because it's not—it's not just the shows, isn't it? Because like the the, the actors submit too. But is it you just put a cap on like the number for per show? Like, is the, can the Emmys just say like there are only six? You have five actors from Succession that you could nominate, and everybody else is out of luck. And the cast and the and the show can figure it out. And then do you actually add? Because I'm like a lot of these things I think would be better not to add more categories. And this maybe gets back to like the idea of like ending the show with the producer you actually add like an ensemble cast and make that instead of cat? I know they have casting. Do you add like a best ensemble award that's different from the best show? And do you just let that like end the show and say like, you know, we didn't nominate like Hamilton in theory is like an, you know, it, it, instead of nominating seven actors for Hamilton, do you just say Hamilton was the best ensemble last year and we're going to just nominate it there. Do you give voters an, an out so they don't have to just fill up their ballots with like one show? Tell me I don't know. Like I, I, would, I would just much rather have like SAG add a limited series ensemble award, which well, is yeah, like they should definitely do that. Um, yeah. I don't know about the Emmys. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm not a, like I, I am not a fan of like adding too much stuff. Although I do think they need to bring back the variety performer category or like two versions of that. But yeah, I, I, I think they should probably cap the nominating slots on uh, the ballot like it should not be unlimited because that's how we get, you know, like just a monopoly by like one or two shows. Like I think, you know, like let people pick their top five right. and I think we'll have more variety that way. Cause you might still love like everyone from Ted or, but maybe you would not fill out all or like four of the five slots with Ted guys, maybe knowing you only have five, you'll be more judicious about like which Ted guys you want to put down and maybe vote for someone else from another show you like. Right. Like there's, you force curation by having just five nominees and you hope that the voters take it seriously enough to say, I'm not going to just fill up. Yeah. I mean, you can still have like eight slots based on the submissions, but like having them just put down five and to nominate, you know, right. I think that would help a lot. Um, but yeah. for voting, I don't know, like, yeah, I, I don't know if like, this is like the, the sweep is just something we're just going to go deeper and deeper into, or if it's just kind of a symptom of COVID, like people. I mean, the other thing with the sweeps is that like, it's hard to get, this is why I'm like, oh, it's hard to get like too mad at the winners here because I'm like, people love the crown. Like, I think the season four was like universally. Yeah, like none of them are bad winners, really. Exactly. Like, it's not like modern, yeah. it, no offense to modern family, but it's not like a modern family, like one and people are like, oh, Winning it's like, for like the fifth year in a row. <laughs> yeah. It's like Ted Lasso. People love it. Even like with their weird backlash that kind of felt like totally generated out of thin air for season two, because people were looking for something to write about. Uh, it's like people still like that show a lot and people liked Queen's Gambit a lot and people loved Mayor of Easttown and Hacks. And it's like, these are like, 
those are shows that people like. So it's not like bad that they won a lot of awards, I think. And especially if you're like, you know, Ted Lasso, I'd say is definitely like the biggest comedy on streaming or TV right now. It's definitely like generated the most headlines and like the crown is the crown and Queen's Gambit and Mare. I'm like, those are like not like embarrassing winners, but it just feels like pretty boring in the end when you're like, there's yeah, five it, shows it's on not TV. representative of everything there is on TV, but then I'm just not sure they're watching enough. And also I think the other thing is, is like, you know, this year, you know, with like, you know, vaccines and everything. And also like COVID protocols, like people were going back to work. So, and I think people were eager to go back to work. Like I'm talking about like the industry, you know, not mm-hmm. just like Foster because we've been working this entire time, but like, <laughs> like, you know, they're back on film sets and everything. Like, so they also had less time to watch things because they're working again. Right. I mean, that's probably true. And then that's it. That's what you end up with. Like very much chalk winners, I guess. I don't know. So Joyce, we've been talking about this for so long uh, and I'm having so much fun, but let's so briefly. So what else are you thinking for next year? Succession. Um, What else? Succession sweep, obviously. Um, I'm I'm hoping for some uh, only murders love, Um, you know, poor Hulu. I mean, we didn't mention this at all, but handmaids got completely blank this year, over 21 Um, rough. Mm -hmm. It, it beat, um, or Mad Men's uh, over 17 records. So just Elizabeth Moss, you know, <laughs> two, two of the biggest losers ever. Um, yeah. Hulu and Amazon didn't win anything. No, a rough beat. We kind of, we kind of saw the Amazon one coming. Yeah, but like Amazon has Maisel. So I'm, I'm curious to see if like voters are still in love with Maisel or if they're like over it, you know? That'll be interesting. That's another, we didn't even talk about it when we were going through like the big comedies, but it's like another huge return. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think the third season was kind of like, eh, personally. And I don't know if people really and like it loved skipped it. a year. And it's so I don't know. I, I can see people being equally excited that it's returning, but also kind of having had moved on, you know? I think that's an interesting thing you're seeing. Like, if from again, I don't know, like succession that skipped a year and like everybody is so excited for it to come back, right? Like it's like the anticipation is through the roof. But then some of these shows that skipped a year, it feels like out of sight, out of mind. And they're just like not as, I don't know if people care as much. I, I think that's just the difference in their trajectories because Maisel came out the gate hot, like mm-hmm. with like viewers and also the Emmys, whereas succession didn't really, like it won writing the first year and it got into series but it didn't really peak until season two. Right. And then I feel like people definitely started watching more even after that. Um, and I feel like people definitely caught up like during COVID and while it was off there. So it's gonna, I feel bad for people who don't watch succession because it's, it's going to be like the cultural talking point. <laughs> it feels like it is going to be like the like thing that months. dominates the rest of the year on yeah. TV. The other person I want to talk about quickly before we go, uh, at least my Twitter feed was a lot of uh, Jennifer Coolidge, just excitement for White Lotus, White Lotus. Yeah. And for her winning, assuming, I guess, in Best Supporting Actress in a limited series for next year, because she's not uh, in it. I'll be curious to see if uh, she runs through the whole thing. I don't know. I don't know how. I think White Lotus is like prime for a people being like, this was not that good. And like, I, I can just see that. It, like, it, getting, needs, it needs to hang on for a really long time. That's an and issue. There there are a lot of limited um, series coming up um, that could give a run, give it a run for its money. So I, yeah. Um, 
she got a really warm reception last night. So she did kind of, kind of, kind of bodes well, but you know, you can't really judge by applause. Um, no. And it's also, like we said, a year from now, who knows? What's yeah. Like they, I mean, you know, there's, there's a ton of limited, like right now impeachment is airing. I don't know how that can really hang on for a year. Um, Cause the first two premiered in like the, the winter, like into the spring, you know, in the lead up to the Emmys. So I also feel like anecdotally impeachment, the, the conversation around has quickly dissipated, I would say. I, it's, it's, I mean, I don't know how many of you, I've, I've watched seven episodes already. And I, I almost I, wonder if it's like having people, a lot of like people watch so much of it who like a lot of journalists and like people like us have, report, you know, had done so much watching of it that it's kind of like an afterthought that it's actually airing now and you're not able to watch. Like if you're a normal viewer, you have to watch one a week. You haven't watched. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like that hurts the conversation a little. I yeah, I think it's it's interesting because like I I really want to see the the remaining three episodes just see how they wrap it up because they they do like things I don't know I can't I, I mean I can't talk about it but like it's yeah I don't know and then like I I think you know it, it being centered a lot on like um, Linda Trip I think is kind of like sticking some people's craw because it's like she's i hate this word but like you know she's like quote unquote unlikable mm-hmm. um even though I, I think sarah paulson's great in it and then i think the prosthetics also doesn't help so i don't know it'll be interesting and then if, if i i feel like the actors might be here for it but like her and like beanie um but i don't i, I could see like the show not getting in because it's it is like a really long time and i could see kind of being forgotten because it's still it's not buzzy at all like oj was you know and if like, you think about it, like it, looking at looking at the winners and like we just said, like the domination of like very specific amount of shows, it's like the crown, I think, is the crown and like a hugely popular show, very big show that was able to sustain based on its like content and just like cast throughout like a very long time. Ted Lasso, I think we don't even know how it would have performed because it had such an obvious boost from season two airing right when it needed to that it's like everyone is talking about Ted Lasso right now and has been talking about it for weeks. So it feels like very big thing. The other shows are pretty much brand new except for Queens Gambit, right? Like Mayor of Easttown and and Hacks were both earlier this year and like, kind of like really stormed through. And like, you know, you could argue if I, you could argue a world where like Mayor maybe should have won if it had like a little more time, maybe it would have won. And like Queens Gambit was like a huge cultural event that kind of carried over that to me means that like something like impeachment needs to have like an amazingly big impact on culture to like sustain. And, and it hasn't yet. Like it's already, it hasn't yet. I, I mean, I think this Loki, week is like its third episode. I mean, it's still early, but yeah. I'm like Loki maybe could sustain. Cause I think that was like a big deal, but at the same time, like maybe not, it's, it's going to be a drama series. Are they going to take Marvel seriously in the drama series category? Yeah, and that was more, like Loki is way more like Marvel-y than WandaVision was. Like, mm-hmm. I think WandaVision, like of all the Marvel series so far, it was like the least tied to the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, obviously it tied back to it towards the end, but it was like something you, you didn't need like any knowledge of MCU except to know that Vision died in Infinity War, right. you know? Yeah, like, I think that, you can like, watch that I can see like Loki actually getting like a lot of tech and like nothing else. And I guess we'll see. Um yeah, I don't know. It, it was a fun, a fun Emmy season. I'm looking forward. I think next year is going to be like an absolute bat, like bloodbath, just because there's so many shows. And I guess we'll see. 
And Joyce, now do we want to talk? We'll talk about the Oscars next, I think. Not today. Like not not today. We'll we'll segue into the Oscars. Yeah, we'll start doing Oscar stuff next week and uh or maybe even this week. Who knows? But this is great. It's been fun talking to you. I'm so proud. Uh congratulations again for dominating. It, it's not gonna happen next year, okay? That's that's for sure. I don't believe that. You always get everything right. You are the best at this. Uh so Caitlin's that never fails me, okay. That's all. And to again to quote Caitlin's that you are the winner. True. Okay, see you later. Bye. This is the Gold Derby Show on the Gold Derby Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.